1: every day.
0: And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 23rd, 2018. My name is Phil and I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here to start a week on a Monday. Like I said last week, we'll probably be scaling back episodes. Uh, if not this week, then in the coming weeks as we hit the, the dead time in the off season, I get some time off, yada, 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 All that all that good stuff. But we're gonna keep on the keep the episodes coming with as much content as we can, as there's lots to discuss as we get through the offseason here and into the upcoming regular season. Of course, we'll have we'll have the Hall of Fame enshrinement coming up. Grant Hill going into the Hall of Fame. I know some Magic fans have a mixed feeling about him still, but he is part of the Magic family, so we'll we'll celebrate his Hall of Fame induction uh, coming up in September when that comes around. We'll do our history series like we did last year and the year before. Um, coming up as well in august so plenty plenty to get to here uh, to kill the time before the regular season really gets going and before we really dive into the season starting in September around Labor Day I'll do my I think I'll probably do my central Florida 85 again uh, so a lot to get to there but today we want to kind of continue to bring the scales back continue to uh, think about and focus on some other things on uh, some some things that are going on with the team right now. And that actually would be uh, free agency, uh, and, and the fact that the Magic did not do very much in free agency. And we'll start as, as of course, with uh, the trade that happened on Friday.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Relatively minor move that probably doesn't deserve as much discussion as we're going to give it, especially because the impact of the move is going to be relatively small. But on Friday, the Orlando Magic traded... Rodney Purvis to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Dakari Johnson and some cash. This is uh, the first thought that everyone had uh, is Dakari Johnson isn't he another center? And the question, and the answer to that is yes, he is another center. So that would make five centers on the Magic roster as things currently stand. Uh, Dakari Johnson essentially on the same kind of contract that Rodney Purvis is on one year left on his deal, guaranteed $1 million. Purvis, one year left on his deal, non-guaranteed $1 million. And that's really the key to this deal. The reason this deal got done is to help the Oklahoma City Thunder save money. The Thunder are most likely going to cut Purvis because they're so far over the tax and they are repeater payer that that essentially saves them $3 million by cutting Rodney Purvis. Now, on top of that as well, you've got uh, the, the Thunder sending cash to, Dicar- to the Magic to, to take on Dakari Johnson's contract. So it's not only that kind of a deal. It's also the Thunder are essentially paying the Magic to take Dakari Johnson, and they're probably going to pay them his actual salary amount. So the Magic don't, aren't even going to end up paying him, essentially. Mm-hmm. This is all to save the Thunder some tax. This is all to save the Thunder some money. Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel already reporting that the Magic intend to cut Dakari Johnson. It hasn't happened yet as of this recording, but it does seem likely that that will happen because why would the Magic need five centers on the roster? A lot of people probably remember Dakari Johnson from his time with the Kentucky Wildcats, was an okay player there, Um, got kind of lost in the shuffle of all their talented players, has scratched out a solid three-year career in the G League in the Oklahoma City Thunders uh, system. Uh, but hasn't really shined on the NBA stage. Hasn't really gotten the opportunity on the NBA stage. Maybe he's a fringe NBA player. Maybe he's really a G League player. It's really unclear at this point. But it does seem like this deal was done specifically for the financial implications, for the uh, for the the cash that's involved, for the tax savings that are involved in this deal. Um, it's it sucks to see Rodney Purvis go. I, I have to admit that um, he's he's. Seems like a really good dude. Um, had a great season with the Lakeland Magic. Really earned his spot into the NBA. Into, into the NBA. Um, when he got the 10-day contract, it was very well deserved. He struggled in his time in the NBA, though. On that 10-day contract, the Magic gave him a multi-year contract, non-guaranteed for that second year, of course. And then at summer league, he was really a non-factor. I, I was eager to see what Rodney Purvis could do in summer league, but he really struggled to shoot the ball. Really struggled to get himself going in in, in really a situation where he needed to stand out with the Magic, bringing in another wing player in Melvin Frazier, and really another wing player in Justin Jackson. Uh, Purvis was just going to get lost in the shuffle. Orlando wasn't really going to play him, especially with how much he struggled, both during the regular season and then during Summer League as well. So a tough situation for Rodney Purvis. It's always difficult because you have to make these decisions, unfortunately. It's always difficult to see guys finally make it to the NBA, finally get that breakthrough. Um, Purvis has done some really good things, did some really good things for the Lakeland Magic, was a big reason why they made the playoffs, big reason why Team USA won a couple, won a couple uh, qualifying games and, and FIBA World Cup qualifying, uh, but at the end of the day, um, this did not really work out uh, at the NBA level, and so the Magic decided to move on. That does leave the Ma- If the Magic do end up cutting Dakari Johnson, as expected, that does leave the Magic with one open roster spot. Um, it, it, it's unclear how they'll fill that. We'll, there, we'll talk a little bit about that, I think, later on in the week. But uh, for now, for now, let's leave this deal as it is. The Thunder and Magic traded two fringe NBA guys that they're both likely to cut for financial reasons. The Thunder, again, saving about two, maybe three million dollars in trading Dakari Johnson for a non-guaranteed contract. The Magic essentially getting paid Dakari Johnson's salary, most likely, to take on Dakari Johnson so they can cut him and get the free roster spot. That's kind of what this deal is. There's not a whole lot more to say about it. I've probably said too much already.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league— helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: But, you know, the Magic obviously not anywhere near the tax. They're a little bit over the cap, which is why they don't have a lot of money to spend. They've got roughly $6 of their... Uh, 6 million of their uh, mid-level exception left to spend. It's not likely they're going to spend it. This is probably the roster they're going to go into the season with. And we'll talk plenty about what that means and and, and where the, the magic are heading next uh, and and what we should expect from them during the regular season uh, in the coming weeks and months. We've got we've got a long way to go before the season. I don't want to burn content. But now that the majority of free agency is over, it is a good time to to take a little check, to to take a little temperature of where the Magic are financially. What do the books look like for the upcoming season, for, more importantly, for free agency next season? Uh, And the answer to that question, I think, is is very intriguing. The Orlando Magic, obviously, still a bit capped out, but lots of contracts are kind of getting set to expire. You've obviously got Timothy Mozgov has two years left. Evan Fournier has two, maybe three years left. He's got a player option on that last year. You've got Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross's expiring contracts. You've got Aaron Gordon on a declining deal, his contract very front-loaded. And so you have the Magic and then Jonathan Simmons, of course, on a non-guaranteed deal for that, for that, first, uh, for, for that final year of his three-year contract. I would suspect that the Magic will uh, will will pick that up. Will 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 not let him go. But when you calculate it all up, Orlando's at roughly, I think it's 60, 65 million dollars guaranteed for next season. And a lot of that's taken up by four players. Uh, Timothy Mazgov is getting about sixteen five sixteen six million $16.6 dollars. Uh Aaron Gordon will be at around 20 million, Evan Fournier at 17. Those are the th- the three main players eating up most of the Magic's cap space at the moment. And so when you look at the Magic's cap situation heading into next season, Orlando entering the summer before dealing with anything else. Orlando entering the summer We'll have roughly 19 to 20 million dollars of cap room. Think about that. I, I, I've been kind of characterizing it this way you can see light at the end of the tunnel. The Magic are almost out of the cap hell that Rob Hennigan created for them four, uh, three years ago now. And so, how Jeff Weltman manages the cap now is going to be one of the more interesting storylines throughout the entire season, I, I have to say. It's going to be extremely interesting to see when the Magic decide to push in on free agents and when to commit that long-term money. When is that right time to strike? The big criticism that I had at the time, and and it certainly has panned out that way, the big criticism of what Rob Hennigan did, for whatever reason that they did it, was they pushed into free agency before the team was really ready to do it. They committed a lot of long-term money into guys all at once, which is also a problem. Committed a lot of long-term money into guys who haven't quite panned out. Evan Fournier, I think, has been fine. For for the amount the Magic are paying, maybe it's a little bit of an overpay, but he is a fine, respectable player. Bismack Piambo, obviously, didn't really work out. DJ Augustin has been, two out of the four years of his contract, have been up and down, but I think everyone thought, why did Magic give a four-year deal to DJ Augustin at the time? So, if there is a lesson to be learned. The lesson is don't go into free agency until you're ready and of course, be smart with how you spend. Always have it out. Always don't overcommit or overextend yourself in free agency. That's what the Magic did. And that's the mistake that they made. So, Jeff Weltman comes in. He's... His hands are really tied. Like we said, entering the summer, the Magic didn't have cap room this summer. The Magic essentially only had the cap room to sign Aaron Gordon. And then at that point, they're out. They don't have any more space. They're over the cap now. Hard to believe for for their record. And so, you have to make smart decisions. And that's where the Magic are at now. How do they use the space that they're going to have next year, or how do they not use it? I suspect, and this is, this is just my prediction now, I suspect that the Magic will probably eat into about half of that roughly, I would say 18 or $19 million of cap room they're projected to have next season. I suspect that the Magic will make a trade involving Nikola Vucevic at some point during the year, because Mohamed Bamba will have to start at center at some point. I suspect that they'll make that trade and probably take on a salary that goes beyond next year. 2019 is probably not the year for the Magic to strike in free agency. And so if they take on a little bit of money now to either add a player that they really like plus some additional salary that they have to take as a cost of that, then so be it. So realistically then, I would say that the Magic will probably enter next season with cap room around... Ten to twelve million dollars. I, I really think that's ultimately the number that they'll fall at. Could be more. Could be less. They could do nothing, and they could have all that all that space available to them if they, uh, and then decide what they want to do with Terrence Ross and with Nikola Vucevic. But it's not. I would say right now, it's not so productive to to think about or or, or to speculate too far into what the Magic could do next summer because a lot's going to happen. They'll pick up Jonathan Isaac's team option. They'll you know, probably keep Jonathan Simmons. Some of the lower-end guys, they may decide to keep or not. You don't know what's going to happen. And of course, trades are prevalent and this is a team that I think will remain active in the trade market heading into the season as much as they will at the trade deadline. I don't think... The Magic will finish the season with the roster that they have today. That's, again, my prediction. But for those wondering when are the Magic going to make a play in free agency, when are the Magic going to look to improve the roster using the tools that they have or or flip players over, that time is coming. It's not going to be next summer, I don't think. It's not going to be 2019. 2019. It's more likely going to be 2020 or 2021. And I know that's hard to hear that it's two or three seasons away. But that's the reality of the situation facing Orlando. The reality really is that Orlando has very little maneuverability. That Orlando doesn't have a lot of contracts that that people want. And more importantly, Orlando has to prove that they're on the road to winning to get free agents. Having all the cap room in the world is great. But ask the Sacramento Kings how much cap room helps you. The Kings are the only team left in the league with cap room right now. But they could not be a player in free agency. Because they're not close to winning. If Orlando this season, let's say even with this roster, gets to 31, 32, 33 wins begins building something that you can clearly see then yeah free agency and and playing in free agency realistically playing in free agency could be right around the corner but it's not there yet and it's fair to say that it's not there yet and I don't think the Magic are worried about it being there yet I don't think the Magic are focused on free agency as evidenced by the way that they handled free agency this year. They're looking for internal roster improvement. They're looking to, again, build through the draft a little bit. They're looking to, to build with what they have and make that attractive. Make that attractive for potential free agents to come to. You want free agency to be the last piece of the puzzle, not the first. And again, I think that was the mistake from the Rob Hennigan era where they gave up a lot of stuff before and then got to free agency and then tried to use free agency to jumpstart what little they had left. The Magic, this Magic group, Jeff Weltman, John Hammond, they're not making that mistake. And so... I've heard plenty of cries, and and, and I agree with it. it. It is a little frustrating to see the Magic so quiet, even though they really didn't have much choice. It's frustrating to see them so quiet. But, there is some wiggle room coming. And if the Magic are smart, if they manage their cap correctly, if they find the right guys and make the right moves in the future, things will get brighter very, very soon. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. Uh, and of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including, I kind of tease this, but including a look at what the Magic might do with that 15th roster spot, check out orlandomagicdaily.com and, of course, follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Oh That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
1: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast.